Welcome fresh. to the Yacht Rock Show with your captain, Eddie Gans, with first mate, Joe Carlisle, and Samir at the wheel. And here's your host, Eddie Gans. Hello! Damn, it's been a long time. We certainly took the summer off, didn't we? Joseph. How are you? How you doing, Joe? Okay. All right. Samir, you good? Everyone Say good? hello to yeah. Samir on the wheel. Samir looks good. Yeah, Look always. at him, huh? How old are you now, Samir? He's not 24? aging like we are. 23? <laughs> he goes back. I love it. That's not true. I met him when he couldn't even drive. Who are you teasing? That's funny. Oh, God. So, um... So we're going to be back so with a bang. Folks, we're coming back with an interesting. I've been wanting to, Joe knows, I've been yeah, wanting to Yeah, this is a good one to come back with. For a long time. I'm talking about the long lost solo album by Karen Carpenter. Yeah. I'm surprised that, even though this they finally released this in 96, okay, but I, it surprises me that there was, maybe we missed it. Where was the hoopla for this, right? Did you know anything Karen Carpenter and the Carpenters sells? I read that there was something about where there was some sort of uptick in the album set, like recognition for them by around 96, so they jumped on it then because of that. Uh-huh. I don't know what came out. Maybe it was in a movie or something. Maybe it was in like uh, something about Mary. I think they used the Carpenters tune. Maybe some weird stuff like that always happens. Like yeah. a, tra- a track will appear on an al- on a movie no, but soundtrack. I think you're right. I think there was a band too. They did some tribute. Oh, somebody covered it. Oh, that's what it was. There was a tribute was album with um, yeah a bunch of people. I should yeah, have remembered that. that was. I remember that. Yeah, and that sparked that interest in releasing uh, the solo. So it took till '96, and then it was recorded in '79. This album was recorded, I believe, in '78. Mm. Yeah, I believe it was recorded in 78. I think I read January 79 to... Well, uh, yeah, it says... Yeah, uh, yeah. Or May 79. Yeah, it says 79. Because it took her a whole year to decide to shelve it, because I right. remember she shelved it in May of 80. It's funny how they... When you look at the genre of it, it says soft rock. Well, it's really it's really yacht rock um, and mm. disco. Yeah. yeah. Um, it definitely has that sound. But this album, uh, to me, this was a huge mistake, meaning... The mistake was that they should have released this. I think Herp Alpert, really? and I love Herp Alpert. And, yeah, he, I, but I, and, he made but that I, call. He I didn't want to release it. I think he made a it. boo-boo. I think he didn't want to detract from the Carpenters, quote-unquote, as a thing. kind of selfish in a way, right? Kind of selfish move on, on their part. I don't know. They, and he wasn't they were a fan afraid. Either, Joe. I think R- they were Richard, afraid. Richard Carpenter was not a fan of the album, I, think, I gather. Right? Really? Yeah, I get a feeling like that. You know, because if you read in the liner notes what he says, then later and what I've heard throughout the years, so well, you know, after years of a blah, perspectives change, right? Something yeah, like that. he did say something like that. But yeah. it, 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 the whole reason that the rec album exists without yeah. him is because he was having some trouble with drugs yeah. and he took a hiatus. Well, I heard, I heard it was Quaaludes. He was on heavy duty Quaaludes. Wow. Yeah, he, I guess because he was so hyper. Remember how hyper he always was. I do not. Didn't he seem hyper all the time? No. Maybe he needed Quaaludes. I remember, but yeah. Quaalude was the choice of the drug of choice back in the 70s. I mean, that was that was Elvis's thing. I do remember those. Quaaludes. Um, this album should have been released. I, honestly, what a mistake. Oh, luckily it has. What a mistake. This would have put her on a whole different... All right, so some people would have said, what is she doing? So what? I think they were afraid it was going to be the end of the Carpenters, which really, it almost yeah? was. They, uh, how many albums did they have after this album? What do you mean? Oh, that she would go solo, solo without him? Solo only without him. Uh, he had a solo album in 87, didn't he? He released something in like 87. Did, well, after, yeah, uh, right. After, right. Yeah. He did, yeah. I don't um, know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> he had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm thinking that he did it away from her. She passed away, what, 82? 
82. 82. Yeah, I remember. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Herb Alpert was afraid that the Carpenters were not going to make any more money as a duo, which he thought was a gold mine. Yeah. Um, I think they still make money to this day as the Carpenters. Oh my God! I, um, that I Christmas album alone sells every year. If you go on downloads eBay, on that on eBay alone, anything CD, just CDs alone or albums, it's crazy what they go for. Carpenters, bro. Yeah, I'm telling you. Of course, no, I know. It's nuts. She's she's amazing. He's great. Yeah. After all these years, it amazes me that they still have that power. Crazy. Yeah, if you got if you find something wrong as a musician or a music fan, if you find something wrong with the Carpenters, like you say, it's hokey, it's stupid, and you don't find uh, yeah, the beauty well. and the and the perfect. I mean, as a singer, right? Come on, I mean, even oh Pat Metheny cites her as having perfect intonation. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, he covered a, a Carpenter now, song on one of his solo albums. I've never heard a timbre of a voice. Oh yeah, that, like that hers. too. Yeah, it's it's you know unmistakable it's and one un- of a kind. I mean, inimitable is the word. Signature voice, signature. Sure, absolutely. So let's start the album, right? You're we're gonna, gonna play yeah, it, we're gonna try to play it in sequence, this right? Whole album, yeah. We're gonna start with the first one, Love Lines. This did appear. So how available is this album? Can anybody it's, get it? It's very available. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, it's, if you like what you hear tonight, folks. I mean, it's out of print. But you oh, still, it's out of print. Oh, it is. Oh, it's been out of print. But oh, you sure. can, but you can get it. Uh, now, question: Can you get it on on album on vinyl? That's I don't know about that. I know you can find them on CDs. But downloads available. Right. Or no? But downloads available, and then we're going to talk about there was uh, there was twenty one songs that were recorded or that yeah. were yeah. yeah ten got shelved right uh, twelve made it to the album and the album got shelved that's right so it's almost like you almost didn't hear any of these no. Um, right. But you're only hearing twelve of the ten, but there are bootlegs of those ten that never made it on the actual yeah. album. They're, yeah. they're just here, and you were saying before somebody sneaked it out. It's of the studio. Mo- you won't get better quality than a cassette that it came off of because there was no real mastering. Yeah, well, yeah. What, what you're gonna hear on YouTube, folks. I mean, it'll sound okay, but remember that's been like Samir said. It's been dubbed a million times, MP3, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, whatever. But let me tell you, uh, before we start that song, the personnel. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. At the time, they were, Ooh, come on. They were on top of yep. the world. Again. Greg Fillingaines, <laughs> Rob Mounsey, which I worked with, Bob James, Richard T., mm. David Brown. David Brown from I know the Billy Joel. the bass jo- chairs are great the, people. Uh, the whole Billy Joel band, by the way, is well, on this. Whole, what do you mean, whole Billy? I know yeah. Liberty DeVito and Stegmeyer, but who else? Yeah, well, Russell Javers. The oh, he was player. in his Billy Joel band. Doug Stegmeier. Stegmeier, yeah, I know Stegmeier. Yeah, he was on Dave, uh, Ru- uh, David Williams. No, not David no, Williams. He's, sorry. he's from Chance Song. David Brown. Hmm. David Brown was from Billy Joel's But band. you said David Williams is on, on the album. He's on the album. From, you know, him from Chance Song yep. that you play here. Yep. That's right. The people with, that did uh, James Jameson, Dame Jameson Jr. They, right, James Jameson Jr. and and David Williams. Mm-hmm. They were from Chanzon. Sure, yeah. They're no longer with us, but they had that great song, which Toto is on that album, folks. <laughs> uh, the group was called Chanzon. See, all things point to Yara. C H A N S O N. Rare CD. Toto is on that album playing. Jeff Percaro. I knew it. The minute I heard the the groove on that song, yeah. oh my God, if you get a chance. I know we're jumping off of that. But we digress. Yeah. yeah but if you get a chance, listen to Don't Hold Back by Chan Zon. <clears throat> Crazy. All right, here we go. Uh, let's let's get going. Uh, the first yeah, one is... Somewhat in sequence. This is the first track off of the... Love Lines. It's just named after her. There's no title of the album. It's called yeah. Karen Carpenter. It's from 1979. Right. And the first song is Love Lines. Here it is. Written by Rod Temperton. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. 
Said there was a lot of great personnel. I could yeah, already detect yeah, that that's yeah. Lewis Johnson on bass with his unmistakable 76 or 77 music band. <laughs> uh, right. And it's probably John Robinson because it doesn't sound like Steve Gadd. I don't think Steve Gadd was doing those kind of. But we'll see, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, we have to go back. Uh, they say that Herp Albert called the album unreleasable. What the hell does that mean? Unreleasable. You know, but I hate when they beat around the bush, you know? Oh, I'd love to ask him about Quincy that. Quincy Jones championed yeah. it, right? Yeah, Quincy Jones tried to get that released. He said, I think he should do it. I mean, Quincy always had the visionary, yeah. you know, mindset. And uh, Herb Alpert was just thinking dollars, I think. That's weird, man. I really just think it was about, it wasn't unreleasable. It was exactly what it needed to sound like at the time. Yeah. He just didn't want to deviate from what the Carpenters were doing. He, he felt there was more money to be made as the Carpenters. And he thought this move yeah. was going to... Finish the Carpenters, and he was going to say goodbye to all that money. That's interesting. I, you know, it's, I I think it's that they felt like, oh no, this kind of styles. This is not her. Mm-hmm. That the styles she was doing because it's a mishmash of everything here. Could have been that. Could have been know? an integrity thing where Maybe. they figured this is beneath her. Right. I mean, he was probably definitely yeah. not having one of those days like when Gino Vanelli told us he ran up to him at the gate when he said, let me just play for you. Yeah. All right, kid, uh, you're, you're signed. Right. He wasn't having one of those no, days no. when they gave him these tracks. Now, here's a good point. A four, the, the album cost $400,000. Wait a minute, that's a lot of money, for, especially for back then yeah. in 79? I think 300000 was Steve Gadd's Coke bill. Probably. <laughs> Coke bill. <laughs> hey, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, 400000 Carpenter's own money. Oh, yeah. And 100000 that was fronted by A&M. Interesting. Huh? That's, that's crazy. And here's another... You think he would have... If he fronted that money and he kind of let her do it, you yeah. think he would have said, all right, let me hear what the songs are, what, what songs you're entertaining. Let and by me the hear way, what writers are coming in with stuff. He suggested Phil Ramone, which, which was great because Phil was hot at that time. And I'm, I like that Phil Ramone let her do all this stuff that eventually... Yeah. Herb Alpert didn't like. You think he would have been like, "Oh, Phil, man, what are you doing? I thought yeah. I left you in charge of this. I thought you'd come out with something." Right. Well, I'd love to know the real story. I don't know. I, maybe no. we can talk to Richard Carpenter. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we can uh, try to make that happen. So, listen. The the next song it's called "All Because of You." It was written by Russell Javers. Russell Javers uh, was a guitar player for uh, Billy Joel. Mm. I'm not crazy about it. Well, it's, it's not, not very yachty, it's so not we're going to spare you that one. So we're not. I know you're yeah. tuning into the yacht rock show. So. Correct. So the next one is. It's called If I Had You, written by Steve Dorff and the other people. I don't know, Gary Harju and Larry something. I don't know. I'm not familiar with those names. But this song is good. It is Yachty, and I really like this one. I think it's one of, one of the stronger ones on the album. So we're going to check, check this one out. It's called If I Had You, 
Carrie Carpenter. Here it is. That one, that one's yachty as hell, and that was yeah. Michael Brecker. I love that he opens that. Michael Brecker's Michael Brecker. on there. Bob James on the keyboard. Well, the on, sessions on were in New York, so they probably wrangled yeah. up all those guys. That's why I think 
Billy Joel's rhythm, Liberty DeVito and Stegmeyer yeah. on this. We haven't heard them yet, by the way. I don't think that was Stegmeyer on that or Liberty. Um, but yeah, it's mostly New York, right? It's New York. Yeah, Ryan yeah. wrangled up some New York guys. Yeah, these are all I mean, New York With the exception guys. of, I think Gad was out on the coast already. Um, and J.R. Robinson was out on the coast right. already. So but they, yeah, three, they all came. Three drummers. Uh, they, came to, uh, they came to New York to do those sessions. But it's great that they didn't just bring those guys. They brought up a whole yeah. plethora of guys from all different walks of musical life. The best cats they had. Think about how different Lewis Johnson and Doug Stegmeier are. Oh my god. Right? right. Liberty's such a hard hitter. Yeah. And all the other guys have that finesse. Gerald Robinson's got great hi-hat finesse. Right. Liberty's like slamming. Yeah. So I can't wait to hear that. You, you, I'm sure it'll be unmistakable when they, you hear the first track with them on. So the next one was written by Peter Cetera. Pretty, pretty wild. Because hmm. you know, Peter Now it Cetera's, may not be Yachty but we figured since yeah, it's Peter Cetera's on it he sings yeah. with her, right? It's not bad. It's like a duet that they did. That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. So you guys, uh, I think you'll enjoy this one. This is called Making Love in the Afternoon, and it was written by Peter Cetera, and I think Peter Cetera also did the uh, the arrangements on it, uh, the backing vocals and, uh, and arrangements. Yeah, check this out.
see, for me... How serendipitous. I was just talking about the first track we're uh, going to hear with Liberty DeVito and Doug Stigmar yeah, would be that unmistakable, was them. and that you, was you them. You know that's I know them. That was them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> for me, this album is like a, it's like a, combi- it's a collection, Joe, of different styles. You know what it reminds right? me of? Right. When you were shopping a deal uh-huh. back in the 80s, oh, God. and you had uh, you had stuff like this, where you could do any genre, and you did yes. on your demos. Yeah. And the mistake they all the A&R guys made was, well, I don't know where to put them. Yeah. Because we don't true. know what direction. Yeah, but it's just, you know, it's just this, this is a, a demo reel. That's all this is. You know, it's not the, the material. I can go in any direction. That's right. We, was trying to, we were trying to shop you as a singer. Yeah. Not, yeah. The, not the act. That's right. Know? Yeah. So uh, that was a... She probably did that here. Right. Yeah, it is. Um, so the next song is called If We Try. This was written by great songwriter, Mr. Rod Temperton. Mm-hmm. It's another Yachty one. It's really, really smooth. You're going to love this one. And I tell you, I, I keep on going back to a lot of things that were written here. Like, for example, what she said that uh, a couple of days before, uh, on the day before Carpenter's death, that she called Phil Ramone. And she said to him, said, I hope you don't mind me cursing, but I said, I still love our effing record. She said that to <laughs> Phil Ramone? She said that to Phil Ramone. Wow, days before her passing. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that something? Oh, what a heartbreak for her that it, That's terrible. she never saw it released. Well, she, I heard that she she took it really bad, you know, and that she really wanted the album to be released. I'm sure. Yeah, she was definitely, you know, and it, several musicians that worked on the album said that Carpenter wanted the album released. Well, you know? it's a point, whole point of making it that she wanted to release, but I really think it was a passion project. Yeah, and it wasn't, her, and it wasn't her idea to, to shelve it. She she just respected. See the difference. It took a year though. She, huh? she finished it in May of '79, yeah. and, and I read somewhere that in May of 1980, on the nose, she respected she the, their decision with her Albert. Right, she relented. Richard, I guess Jerry Moss. Say. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's it. Right. Okay, that that's yeah. the truth. The that's matter. the truth. Right. Absolutely. I still want to get to the bottom of this, the real story. We got hey, to talk to somebody. Maybe we'll. Uh, I mean, we can get in touch with some of these people that were involved in this well, album I, for sure. If I, not, if not. Richard I, I I know. The, I know. Rob Mounsey. Remember, remember the lady that connected us to, to Melissa Manchester. Mm-hmm. She knows Richard Carpenter very okay. well. Okay. All right. So we yeah, might. We might. We it. might. Thing is, will he talk about that? Interesting, huh? Remains to be seen, folks. All right. Here we go. If I. More Brecker. Oh, on I'm this sorry. One too, by the way. Yeah, that's right. If we try, here it is. If we try 
Temperton, nice, really smooth. Again, folks, not playing all the tracks because some of them I feel are just not yachty. And I mean, not to say that they're not good songs. Oh, they're certainly uh, good right. songs. Yeah. And the the, the one with Peter Cetera is more like a pop rock type of thing. But yeah. Yeah. I want to do one of you guys to check it out. So here we are. Now this is interesting. We haven't done a show since June. That uh, was the last time we did something. And, right. And uh, we missed... during this time, Olivia Newton-John passed right. away. Uh, that's a real. That's a, that's a tough one. That's going to be a whole nother show, yeah. just like this one. We're going to yeah. just showcase her all the whole yeah, time. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do we're gonna some. We're going to try to do that. That's going to be fun. Yeah, Joe and I are going to dive into a, a bunch of her stuff. I, I did find some um, I did some digging in the past months, and I did find some interesting yachty, yachty finds with her. So we're, we're definitely going to do that. But uh, this next song, go ahead, Joe, was written by Mr. John Farrar. That's why we're bringing up Olivia Newton-John. He was a yeah. writing partner for, of hers for a long right. time. All those great albums, you know, physical, and all those great songs we've played here over the years. Yeah. Um, uh, John Farrar is the, the guy who penned a lot of those. And That's here right. he is writing a song for this album, yeah. which we knew had to fit the Yacht Rock <laughs> format. Yeah, yeah for it sure. definitely does. It's a great one. This is called Remember When Lovin'... Remember when loving took all night? <laughs> I love the way she, she does that. <laughs> Check it out, folks.
Howitzer? Or is that a rogue? That could be, you know, remember Richard T is on. That's how, that could have been. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch True. of great keyboard players here. Yeah. Besides Bob James. Roundsy, and, I don't know. Yeah. Jam- oh, it could have been Bob James. Could have been Bob James yeah, on yeah. that, too. So, folks, the next one would would have been still in love with you. It's again, that's uh, Russell Javers from the Billy Joel band. Yeah, you can hear it's got that edge. Yeah, that but it's New not York Yachty. Street edge. It's not it's Yachty. Not Yachty so, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna pass that. If you want to check it out, check it out. Still in love with you, Russell Javers. I'll tell you, these songwriters must have been mega bummed out when this album was not released. Right. Huh? What Think a vehicle! About that. What, what a vehicle bomb. she is for their right? songs. Cause, cause right? they, yeah, because they were hoping that this thing would be, you know released and then nothing yeah. what what a bummer right right well i mean were they at the beginning of their careers here i mean john Farrar already had success well, John Farrar, yeah right. um but who else still, temperton had some success leslie already. pearl that wrote if the love fits where it baby. that would have been a nice vehicle this would have been nice for her yeah. and, and it's a great song this song would have been huge i'm talking about the next one that we're going to hear which i think would have been the main one it's a disco tune really you think it would have been the single I, yeah i think oh, this good. would have been a single this probably would have been the first single off the album here's your highlight folks my body keeps changing my mind which by the way we've played i think you yeah you know who did a version of this song? Somebody covered it? Johnny Mathis. But how did he know to do it? I don't know. Where probably, was the song available? It was, it was probably He's offered. done it since 96? It, it, back then he did it. He did it back then. Back then when? 79? Yeah. He, so, oh, so then maybe somebody else got him yeah, the song since yeah. it didn't come out on the album. Yeah, they, a lot That's of, pretty cool. A lot of that was going on, Yeah, I'm Joe. sure. I'm sure. A lot of that, yeah. Here it is. My Body Keeps Changing My Mind, written by Leslie Pearl.
Carpenter goes disco. You played time. this one for sure. I right? played this all the time. I, I love it. Yeah. That that would have been a hit, bro. That's yeah. here's my thing. I feel like it is because I've heard it so many times well, here. This is what I'm saying. That this is why this album should have been released because that song would have been a smash in '79. That mm, would have killed absolutely, and they would have done a killer remix, which I don't yeah, know. That's Studio 54. I don't know if there there probably are. I don't know. Maybe oh, not. They could, yeah, they I know are. there was something on YouTube that I was using. Um, and it was an interesting remix of this. I don't know if it's official. Mm-hmm. It sounded good, though. But that's what they would have needed to do to that. That would have been a yeah. smash, Joe. A smash. Absolutely. I so agree. That, that alone. Why don't we get it to, uh, oh, uh, what what's his name? To do uh, well, Who's the guy that always does the remixes you like? Oh, yeah. Get it to him. Oh, we need to send this Groove to. Groove Get it to Groove Funko. Oh. Yeah. Well, the thing is. Yeah, that interesting. We gotta talk about yeah, that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, all right, folks. Uh, next, uh, so you're, you're skipping over the next. We're one. skipping yeah. over. Make believe it's your first time. It's a beautiful ballad. Um, she killed it, but um, it's just not you know for our purposes here, right? <laughs> it ain't yachty enough. Yeah. So uh, the next one though is and uh, pretty interesting. That was written by my friend Rob Mouncey. I did work with Rob Mouncey. Mm. Um, Quite a while ago. I don't know if you were there, Joe. What was the session? In the city. It was, I don't remember, but we, it was either a jingle or background vocals for something. Yeah. And Rob Mouncey is a, is a badass keyboard player. I remember he had a lot of the, uh, that, all the heavy synthesizers there, all the really expensive stuff. He's in that, that group, the graduating class with, with Brecker and Will Lee. Those guys are all in the same, same generation. That team. That New York team. That's correct. All that, all that, it was like the, like the wrecking crew, right? Sure, sure. Here in New York. Yeah. So here is a great one. I love this. And it was written by him. Again, they must have been so bummed out that yeah. this wasn't released, man. It's called Guess I Just Lost My Head. I really like this one. Check it out. I really don't mean to stay. Just said the starlight in your eye Gave me a chill Nearly made me cry I'm sure it's very clear I don't know what's going down What's going You're gonna down? You're going to ruin this poor girl from out of town I like the way you move so much that I guess I just lost my head I know I should read Should really know 
much better I guess I just lost my head I know we don't really know each other So part of the things I said Won't you tell me you forgive me Definitely Yachty. The album is a combination of Yacht Rock with disco and um, and, and Billy Joel kind of, you know, yeah. rock. Definitely those, the, the Billy Joel band had that. Yeah, most of the songs, songs they're on yeah, were not yeah. really playing. Yeah, and I'll tell you the truth. they're not making the cut, really. They don't kill me Neither either. does Billy Joel. Yeah, her vocals, yes. Oh, but her vocals, songs, absolutely, yeah. Those songs, I hate to say, they just don't... Uh, yeah, you hear Jerry yeah. Hay on that tune, that last right. tune, or the orchestrations. Oh, so yeah, but, yeah right. So, orchestration. So Joe was saying, so for the Jerry Hay fans with the horns and, and all the orchestration, you know... There you go. Big time. You're going to love this. So um, we're moving on. Folks, there was 21 songs recorded for this album. Yeah. But... A lot of them uh, weren't released, obviously, and then some were leaked by some. Yeah, ten uh, weren't released, like I right. said before. Uh, Twelve made it to the album. Yep. Um, a couple didn't make here. Our cut here. <laughs> yeah. So, so there were actually two more left. He, she did a cover of uh, Paul Simon's "Still Crazy After All These Years." Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, which is crazy. Which no, it's great. Her oh, her vocals are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah the performance. I mean, but it's not Yachty. You know, we could have so, played it for you, but yeah, go but check it not, out on your own for sure. Yeah. So, uh, but it's funny how they said that um, uh, somebody from an individual at A and M copied the Carpenters' unreleased uh, material on a cassette and then distributed it on a via fan club on on oh. Yahoo. Yeah, so those ten, yeah. those ten outlier tracks. Right. Um, there's the one that you like. Okay. Yeah. There's Midnight. one. Yeah. There's a bunch of them, folks. But yeah. there's one that really stands out. It's called Midnight, and uh, I really think it's 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 Yachty. You're, you're gonna you're gonna hear the production is, isn't there. It sounds like yeah, it's pre-production. It's, yeah. It's, there's it, nothing going on. It sounds on. like a rough demo. No reverb. No. No mix at all. It's a rough demo. Yeah. Definitely. I, I think it's a rough demo. Plus, the sound quality is degraded over how many transfers uh, it took. Exactly. Um, but excuse that and right. just try to listen to her brilliance. Yeah. The CD, though, was uh, the 96 CD that, that I have was remastered. Sounds great. It really does. Here's Midnight. Check it out. I would 
So, folks, that was Midnight, and obviously, am I crazy about this song? No. But, of course, it's Karen Carpenter. She could sing about yeah, crap, book. and I'd be, ooh. Anybody know what a phone book is anymore? Yeah, or the phone book, right. <laughs> Nobody knows what a phone book is. <laughs> she could sing about gas sex, and I'd be, I'd be ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, here's the deal. This album should have been released. That was right. a huge. I, I wonder if, if, if her it album weighs, was right here. Yeah, I would say, Poppy, I love you, but you made a mistake, baby. Huge. This song, two mistakes this, you made. You didn't release this, and you said no to an interview with the Irock show. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. I that's a, two mistakes. Yeah, you made. I, I remember. I had a little uh, yeah, yeah, something yeah. with yeah, his yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. his people were kind of rude. You know, they can go to hell. Um, they Yikes. were they were pretty rude. They, I guess no, they he's were not pretty, coming on anytime they, soon. They pissed me off at one point. I remember. Yeah, there's no need for that. Huh? There's no need for they, that. Yeah, though they were right. They, yeah, that, they could have been nice. not much nicer about they, that. They could have been. Thank you. But yeah, uh, it's not like you haunt people. I mean, not, you, you, no. you know, you have a, right. a reputation in the business already. Right. And they were treating you like you know. Exactly. Thank you. you. So, 
this album should have been released, and I what a huge mistake. Um, nowadays, pff, anything goes. You know, it's like I guess back then. I, I mean, I respect that. Maybe that's what. Yeah, maybe that was it. it. Was, there was more. It, it, I'll give them that integrity Joe. then. It, it or was the time. Oh they no, they filtered stuff. Everything more. had to now. Be, everything gets really. You know, yeah, now everything goes. Anything goes now. And back then, I guess they because Richard mm-hmm. Carpenter didn't want this out. He, he didn't want it. They, they, we don't know the real fact of the matter, the truth. But obviously, there was they didn't want this out, and I feel that it was musically not uh, showing her in the right way. Oh, yeah, in the right way. That's what sure. I think. Okay, all right. But the, uh, I'm thinking a little bit more sinister. I'm thinking yeah. it was more money driven, or there was, there was a fear that the carpenters' uh, catalog would start to diminish, could've and been. F- the funds could have been. Here's my the argument: royalties would diminish if we get to uh, if we get to um, to speak with Richard, which I believe, you know I'm definitely going to try. Richard, why haven't you released the whole thing? Get those 21 songs, put them out, bam. What are you waiting for? You know what I mean? You have to remaster them or something. I mean, really, what is I don't he know what you for? can do about those those 10 demos because there's nothing well, they you can have do. To, no, they, no, they have do they the have, Oh, they do yeah, have the tracks, they right? They have the has got the tracks. What am I thinking of? They could do it. So I'm surprised they haven't done that. Hopefully that will come to light. Yeah. But, um, folks, it's just been great to finally... Get Mark Ronson in there to remix those. Oh, that would be great. Those out. Yeah, yeah, well, that and... You want and a modern touch to it. Groove Funkle could do some great work on this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But hey, uh, What do we get him to? LaFlex. Oh, LaFlex. Oh, yeah, LaFlex could do great with this. Yeah, and the can... other guy, I forget his name right now. The other guy. Groove Funkle. You know, Groove Funkle, but there's another one. Remember? Oh, there's a third yeah, the other guy, yeah. I can't remember. So, Joe, I think we're... we're yeah, good. we're done. So, you know, we, we showed you all we could on this album. That, yeah. that fits our... Our uh, our bill here on the Yacht Rock Show, and uh, that's it. It's been great. It's a lot of fun, folks. We're back. And by the way, folks, I am going to open up, what is it called? A Patreon page? Yeah, you're going to open Patreon? We're going to do that. We'll um, open that up to you guys. Yeah, if you, listen, if you, if you love the show, which I know a lot of you guys do, um, and you'd like to help us out, I'd appreciate it. All right? So we are going to be doing that in the coming weeks. So check that out. And uh, for now, Joe and I will catch you on the next Yacht Rock Show. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to Eddie Gans on the Yacht Rock Show podcast. Thanks for listening. And tune in next week for more of your Yacht Rock favorites.